Hey, Danny, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us here. Um, okay, so getting to uh, getting to know you a little bit. Um, Tell me about your childhood. If I was to run into ten-year-old Danny, like, what are the sort of things that you that you were interested in, that you were passionate about before you ever heard about disc golf? Let's see. I was probably muddy. I probably had a stick in my hand, and I was I was ready to go on the next adventure. We lived out in the sticks, middle of nowhere, so I would get a good walking stick, and we would go just further every day, further into the woods. I guess that's why I like playing disc golf in the woods because it's just it's where I feel at home. So were you like like uh, digging after animals? Were you climbing trees? What were you up to? Popping firecrackers, throwing rocks at people? <laughs> what, what, what was your what was your game? Usually just exploring. We liked to climb trees when we could, but mainly just just trying to find like a fort, like a cool area, seeing the wildlife. Yeah, just exploring really. Okay, so you've got kind of a cool family. Tell me about uh, tell me about your sister. I think that's a pretty cool story. Uh, my little sister. She's from Guatemala. She is. Oh goodness, she's like 15 now. We adopted her in 2004. She was almost no 2005. She was almost three, and uh, she's a she's a sweetheart. She's got a really great heart. She loves being outside and exploring. But uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a hard a hard uh, time learning how to how to uh, adapt to to a new a new member to the family. But it's been cool. It's been it's been cool to watch her grow up. Okay, so you um, I guess I guess. I was. I learned about that it's not breaking child labor laws. But when you first told me, you said you started working at a restaurant when you were 14. But apparently, that's okay in Arkansas. <laughs> so you've been in the service in the food service industry for longer than you've done just about anything else in your life. Yeah. So, what's that like? Uh, kind of being on that end of of, of treating people. Well, it's um, it's weird. It's kind of like everyone talks down to you, no matter who you are, just as a server, which is part of why I part of why I had to I had to get out of the industry and find something else. But the whole time being there just sort of mixes together as, as one big smorgasbord of, of restaurants. And I think every restaurant has kind of the same people, the just different uh, different interpretations of that. We had uh, one of my good friends is one of the servers that gets overwhelmed and just is, is going crazy the whole time. She's doing a great job and she's she's doing fine, but she's just looks like she's freaking out the whole time. It's it's great. Um, did you ever have any customer like chuck a pie in your face or, or like stick their stick their thumb in your bowl of chili or something because they're mad at you? No, no, just nobody ever reads the menu. If you ever go to a restaurant, read the menu and then order. Don't order and then start looking at the menu and accuse me of getting it wrong. Does, does a waiter does a waiter like it when they say, "What do you think's good, Danny?" No, because then it's a chance to upsell. Okay. Because I'm going to be like, yeah, the, the, the steak is delicious. You should definitely get the biggest one you can. <laughs> With the side of money. Uh -huh. You oh, should yeah. definitely get money on the side. For sure. Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodge. Wednesdays at 8. Tune in. Now back to the second half of our interview. Um, okay, so you are kind of known for you have your uh, your YouTube tutorials and whatnot. So what made you decide to uh, get into teaching people disc golf on YouTube? Well, it started out, I was, uh, people would post form critiques online all the time, and I would get tired of seeing the same thing just typed up over and over again, because it was the same thing that everybody had to work on. And, and so I set up a tripod in my kitchen and set my phone to, I literally had to tape my phone to the tripod for the first, first couple of videos, and I just talked about, talked about form, talked about the, the common mistakes that I see, and those videos got some traction, but then it was, it was about a year or so later when I, when I, I was again just just frustrated at the lack of content. There's nothing that's easily digestible out there for people who want to work on their form. And so I I set up a stack of discs with a napkin holder on top, and I put my phone in the napkin holder, and I sat on my couch in a bright pink hoodie and told people about footwork. And it's just been getting better and moving on since then. And I've been uh, it's been great. 
so uh do you ever have people come up to you and like you know hey danny thanks i tried what you said and i'm five strokes better or is it that uh is it people that they're just watching and not doing anything um Lots of people come to me, come up to me and say they love my videos. It's really cool to, to see people from everywhere, all different skill levels. They, they come up and they say, wow, they love your videos. And I'm like, that's awesome. But the, uh, the hard part is getting people to change. Because lots of people, they, they understand what to do, and then they just put off fixing their form because it takes too much work, or they have a tournament coming up. It, it doesn't take long to fix one part of your form. Just 30 minutes in a field, an hour in a field throwing, and you'll be set. And so... Uh, that's that's generally what they say. They say I love the videos, they love the content, but they're not willing to to apply it to their shot. So, I mean, I'll keep doing my best to to help people out, I guess. Okay, so if you had a one second or a one sentence piece of advice to give somebody, what would it be? Slow is smooth, smooth is far. There you go. Thank you very <laughs> much, Danny. Thanks, Dixon.